When we use this word, marketplace, okay, marketplace, okay, here's the thing about that word. Most people who, and like I said, sorry, it's flipped, so if you're taking notes, you may just have to kind of figure it out. I will make it as simple as possible. So most people who start a home-based business, most people who join a direct sales business or, or, or whatever, when they join, they have no idea of this. They have no idea of the marketplace, okay? And they have no idea where the products or services they offer sit in the marketplace. And the problem is because they don't understand it, when their business hits a low point, they blame themselves, okay? They think it's something that they're doing wrong. Subsequently, they quit and spit their toys out and all, and all that and throw their toys out the pram and all that kind of stuff. So understanding the marketplace is going to help you, all of you who run businesses, it's going to help you stay in the game and it's going to help you to understand that there are certain factors that you can't control, but there are certain things you can do, okay, to help you when the marketplace doesn't favour you, okay? So please also feel free to make notes, drop things in the comments thread, turn the comments thread into like a virtual notepad so that people who are coming back and watching replay, okay, they're gonna have a better time. So what is the marketplace? Well, the marketplace uh, is a space where vendors offer goods and services, okay? So that's all that is. The marketplace is a space where businesses or where vendors offer goods and services. That's you, you guys are vendors, okay? You with me so far, okay? Now, that could be uh, in any space, that could occupy any space, it could be the UK. So you could have the UK marketplace, you could have the global marketplace, you could have a local marketplace, online marketplace, Facebook has a marketplace, so does Amazon. So any space which has Vendors and businesses and individuals who offer goods and services, that is the marketplace. And at any one point, depending on certain factors, social, economical, uh, climate, okay, anything that can disrupt the marketplace can act in either a, uh, in a, in a favourable or non-favourable way towards what you're offering, if that makes sense. So, to give you an example, I'm gonna use two examples. Pubs, look at pubs. So if you go back three or four weeks, okay, it was almost disastrous for pubs, okay? If you go back at maybe a little bit longer, a month or two, it was disastrous for pubs. They were closed, nobody could go in, okay? Even the weather wasn't great, okay? So, in the last five to six weeks, the marketplace has changed for pubs it's now become a favourable environment. So you look today, all the pubs are packed out. Why? Because they are allowed to open, we've come out of lockdown, and it's a beautiful day, which means that's going to attract people to come to the pubs, to come and sit outside, they're going to want to drink, and all that kind of stuff, okay? So you can see how the marketplace can shift in a few weeks, okay, when it comes to a certain sector. So in this case, we're talking about pubs, Offering a good, offering goods, drinks, food, all that kind of stuff. It's gone from tanked, it's gone from poor, now it's gone to strength because the climate, okay, the marketplace for pubs has changed. Does that make sense? Okay, now, if you look at the marketplace, for example, for this Facebook Live, okay, it's going to be down. We usually get triple figures on these Facebook Lives, but 
the service that I'm offering now is going to be down. Why is it going to be down? Because it's sunny, people are out, they're capitalising on it, they're probably sat in their back gardens, they're probably having beers and barbecues and all that kind of stuff, and they don't want to jump on this live and sit and listen to me waffle on about the marketplace. Hence the reason the marketplace today is not acting favourably for me and my Facebook lives because of the environment, because of the climate. Does that make sense? Okay, but I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to spit my dummy out and go, oh, there's only 45 people on my Facebook Live. I'm quitting. I'm not doing it again. Okay, I'm not going to do that because I understand the marketplace. I understand that it will change. Yeah, there will be times where it won't be so great for the pub and it will be great for me. Okay, so if you understand that, if you can kind of get your head around the fact that no matter what product or service you're offering, there's going to be peaks, there's going to be troughs, it's going to go up, down, up, down, up, down, okay? Now, what do, does that make sense? If that makes sense, hashtag make sense in the comments thread below. Let me know, that would be awesome. By the way, uh, if you have shared, hashtag share as well, because it means I can go back and I can thank you a little bit later, okay? So, uh, that's the marketplace. But the question is, okay, the question is, irrespective of whether we're doing well or we're not doing so well, do we still know how to go out and find customers? Even if the marketplace is not favouring our particular product or service that we're offering, can me, can I and my team, do we still have the marketing skill to be able to close the gap, okay? That means bring the customers who need what we have closer closer to us so that we can sell our products and services, yeah? That's kind of how it, it, it needs to be. You still need to understand how you can acquire new sales and new customers even when the marketplace is not particularly great for you, your company, and your products and services. So, let's talk about, first of all, the common mistake people make, okay? when it comes to closing the gap between what it is we offer and what it is we people what what it is people want so here's uh you so your products services okay and uh customers okay so what you need to do is you essentially want to narrow this gap. So even in a poor marketplace, you want to bring your customers closer to you. Now, the reason why so many people in our space struggle with this is because they are leading with benefits, okay? They're leading with the benefits of what their product and service does as opposed to Focusing on problem solving, okay? People's needs, okay? That's what you need to focus on. Now, the reason why most people make the error on social media of leading with the benefits, you know, all the bells and whistles and what it is their products and services do. The reason why most people do that is because that's how they've been sold to in the past. Most people market and sell badly because they've been sold to badly in the past. So it's their only point of reference. 
I know I need to shout about how great my product is and what it does. That way people are going to buy it. But people don't make decisions based on data. Okay, they make decisions based on emotion. They make decisions based on their needs. Now, here's the thing. Even when the marketplace doesn't favor your products and services, there's still a small percentage of people out there who need what you have. It doesn't matter whether it's sunny, it doesn't matter whether it's cold, it doesn't matter whether our economy's good, it doesn't matter whether our economy's bad, it doesn't matter what's been going on in the news, um, it doesn't matter, there's still always gonna be a small percentage of people out there, okay, who are looking for what you offer because they have a problem they have a need that only your product and service can solve. The question is, do they come to you or do they go to your competitor? Okay, so this is why you and your teams have to get good at understanding when the marketplace is down and we're all having a bad time and generally sales aren't good, how can we still bring customers closer together, okay, closer to us. Now, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on this, problem solving and need, because this is the key. This is the magic. This is why most people go wrong, because they lead with, benefits are important, by the way, when you get into a conversation with somebody who is ready to listen, somebody has stepped forward because you've done the right marketing, then you can talk about benefits, but benefits isn't a great way to hook somebody in. Okay, you kind of close people on the benefits, but if you want to attract people to you and bring people closer to you, you need to focus on problem solving and needs. Now, I'm going to give you quite a crude example, or crude's the wrong word. I want you to imagine for one second that uh, uh, you were marketing, let's say, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll use candles and scents because I'm a big candles fan. I like candles and stuff like that. Let's say you mark, you're in that space. So scents, candles, wax melt, all that kind of stuff. Let's say, and it could be anything. You could market health and wellness, e-commerce, digital products, fridge freezers, utilities, insurance, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, okay? But I'm gonna use candles as a, as a, as a reference because I think it's something we're all kind of familiar with and we all know a little bit about. We've either bought them for somebody or we've got some in our house or, or whatever, okay? So let's say I dropped you in the middle of the high street. I deployed you in the middle of the high street and I said, right, um, you've got to now uh, sell these candles, okay? You've got to find customers who want candles. They want to buy candles, okay? Now, what most people would do is exactly the same thing that they do on social media. They would probably set up a store, put loads of candles out, and they'd probably stand there, and they'd probably have all the candles on display, going, get these great candles, they're amazing, yeah? Trying to get people to kind of come over and, and, and take an interest, yeah? Or they'd be kind of shouting at, <laughs> shouting at them, get your candles, two for one, three for one, you know, and all that kind of stuff, okay? And really that's, all, all that's trying to do is that's just trying to sell the benefits, okay? And that would be really, really hard to do, okay? So if you're following me so far, let me know, okay? Now, what about this? What if I, what if you were a great marketer? And I deployed you in the middle of the high street and you thought, right, I've got to go and find 
customers who are in the marketplace for candle scents, melts, all that kind of stuff, okay? By the way, if you are getting benefit from this, do send out some hearts, some likes, some emojis, like the screen like it's fireworks night. You know that I like that because it makes the screen look all pretty. So, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind if you send me some hearts. That's absolutely fine. Um, what you could do if you were a great marketer, number one, step one, go find a candle shop. Go find a shop that sells candles and wax melts or that kind of thing. Go into that shop. Now, once you are in that shop, what have you done? You've now narrowed the gap between your products and services and the customer. Because what you've done is you've identified the 3%, even if the marketplace was down, you've identified the 3% of people who are in the marketplace. Because what you've done is you've not just deployed yourself in the high street, you've deployed yourself in a candle shop. Okay? And by the way, it doesn't matter what products or services you market, okay, you can apply this to your products and services. You just have to think about, you have to try and think about what I'm saying and put it into your terms. So you go into the candle shop. Everyone in there is in the marketplace, yeah? But that's not enough. That's not enough. You now have to identify those people and find out what their problem or need is. So if you were to go into a candle shop, what you've done is you've narrowed the gap. You've identified the 3% of people who are in the marketplace. But if you were in a candle shop, what if you were to say to people, okay, could I just ask you why it is you're looking for a candle today? Okay, why it is you're looking for a candle and what it is, what is it you're looking for? Okay, so once you've identified the 3%, you want to find out the why. You want to find out what need... Is, is being fulfilled. Now, what will happen if you go into the shop, you've identified the 3% of people, why are you here today? What is it you're looking for exactly? Why is it you're looking for these candles? What you're trying to do is you're trying to find out what problem they have. Anyone walking into a shop has a problem. Anyone walking into a shop has a problem. And what you would get is probably one of three remarks. You would have a remark that focuses on kind of value and price, okay? So they're coming there because they get good deals, it's cheaper, they get good value for money. Or they're in there because they need some kind of result or some kind of thing to be achieved. Yeah, I want my house to smell nicer, I've run out of candles or my husband's used them up and I need to replace them. Or they're new to the marketplace and they're looking to buy a gift, they're looking to buy a candle for somebody else that they know, like or, or love. Does that make sense? So generally the answer will fall between those three categories, okay? So once you've found the 3%, you've asked the question, okay? Why is it you're looking for candles? What is it you need today, okay? And then they will tell you what that problem is, okay? So that is the kind of real life equivalent of how you would narrow the gap between what you offer, okay? Your product and service, and the consumer, okay? Now, if you were to translate that to the digital space, to the online space, let's imagine the shop was your personal profile, or more importantly, a group of people who had an interest in the products and services you market. Now, 
I will tell you this, there is a Facebook group for every occasion. So if you were, ent if you were to enter an online shop, okay, let's say a Facebook group that focuses on candle scents for people who are fans of that kind of stuff, okay, and then you were to ask a question, okay, what do you love most about candles, okay, how much do you spend on candles, what, who do you mostly buy candles for, are you in the marketplace for uh, for another candle. If you were to ask these questions, then what would happen is, because those people had that interest, you'd get lots and lots of comments. Now, you wouldn't go into a group and start selling them on benefits in the same way that you wouldn't walk into a shop and start trying to sell people, because it wouldn't be cool. You'd be kicked out. So whenever you try and actively prospect in that kind of space, be it public or uh, be it on the high street, or be it uh, in, a, in a Facebook domain, or whatever. People don't like that. It gets you into trouble. Actively selling on Facebook, unless you've got a sponsored ad running, actually gets you into trouble, okay? So the safest way to do it is to identify where the 3% are. Identify where people hang out who are interested in your products and services. Go into that group, and then ask them questions based on their needs, don't go, I've got these great candles that I want to sell to you. Start doing some market research. And then what's going to happen is you are going to get people who are either in the marketplace or have recently been in the marketplace for the products and services you offer. You can then connect with those people. Okay? And this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about trying to help you. I'm not trying to teach you how to come up with a magic line to sell your product and service because it doesn't exist. And you all have to understand that. And your teams have to understand that. And you, if, as leaders, have to stop buying into secret codes, secret lines, secret cookie cutters that are going to magically get people to buy your products and services. It doesn't offer, it doesn't work. But there are scripts, techniques and strategies that will guarantee that you can find people who are in your space and use your products and services. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you with my training, I can guarantee you with my training that I can help you narrow that gap between, your, between whatever it is you're selling and the people who need your stuff. You have to kind of take care of the rest, okay? You've got to create the connection, create the conversation, okay? And then when you're in the right position to make an offer, okay, then that's down to you. Does that, does that make sense? It's, it's not difficult. It's not difficult to do. Um, you, can't, you can't simply hold up your product and, ex people to, uh, and expect people to buy it. That will not work as uh, a long-term strategy, okay? Will not work uh, as a long-term strategy. Uh, yes, network, but you teach us what to do next. Not sure what that means, um, Joanne. Maybe, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what you're saying there. You might want to just send a message to me and let me know what you were saying there, because that sounded like it was quite important. I think, you know, if you are going to bring your customers closer to you, you have to invest in them. You can't just ram your product down their throat and expect them to buy. You've got to, one of the things that I've done well over the years is I've built up relationships with people so that when they're in the marketplace for what it, what it is I offer, they come to me. 
And that's what you have to do. You, you do have to have patience in the business game. Problem is so many people get into this game and they use lazy tactics. They rush it and burn everyone out. <laughs> they burn all their friends and followers out. They try and, you know, use aggressive sales techniques and then nobody wants to buy from them. Because what we're not doing is we're not teaching people how to market. We're just teaching people how to come in and sell as quickly as you can. But the problem with that is you'll sell a few things and you'll burn out and you won't sell anything else. Yeah. You've got to be in it for, uh, you've got to be in it for the long game. Okay. So what I want you guys to do is there's an old expression and that is you don't have to talk about your products and services to sell them. If you can just get good at narrowing the gap and connecting with people who are in the marketplace and who are interested in your products and services, you will sell. You will sell more. And you'll future-proof your business and you'll stay in the game a lot longer because you'll build those long-term relationships with people, which means when they are in a position to buy your product and service, they will reach out to you, they will come to you, which is really what it's about, okay? If you're using social media to grow your business, it's about building long -term, a long-term trusted brand, not just trying to spam everyone to, to sell your stuff. But unfortunately, so many people do that. And they do that because that's how they've been sold to, unfortunately. So I hope I hope you're able to just kind of visualize how you can do this uh, with your products and services, because you can, you can all do it. And I suggest what you do, I suggest that you get together with your team and you have that conversation. Talk about the marketplace right now. Is it a good time or is it a bad time? Okay, try and identify factors in the marketplace where your products are flying off the shelf or everyone's subscribing and try and identify times in the market where it's flat. Try and identify that so that you know what to expect, okay? Then, what I want you to do, get together with your team and talk about um, when the marketplace isn't favorable, okay? What can we do? What can we do when sales are a little bit flat, okay? What can all of us do to, to, to find those people who are still in the marketplace for what we need, yeah? And, it, and it's, it's not difficult, it just requires a bit of a paradigm shift. Most people um, on social media are victims of bad habit, that's all, okay? It's, they're just victims of bad habit, okay? It's got nothing to do with Facebook's algorithm and all this kind of stuff and, you know, oh, everybody hates me. It's just, it's just bad habits. In order to have a business... In order to make a business work, okay, you have to understand people and not just your product. In fact, you have to understand people better than you understand your products and services. In fact, I would say much, much more so. I would say that, believe it or not, you know, you can actually, actually you don't need to have amazing knowledge of your products and services. You really don't. Sometimes that can be a hindrance because those kind of people try and oversell and think they're smart and fall on their asses. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say you've got to understand people more. I would say if you had a great understanding of how people 
and why people and where people are buying your stuff, if you started to focus on that, as opposed to I've got so much knowledge on my product and my service that I can sell it to anyone, okay? If you focused on that, you do a lot better, particularly newer distributors, yeah? Because newer distributors are the ones, a lot of the time, who come in and they don't really have any marketing experience. Because most people who get involved with this kind of business actually don't have marketing experience. Most people who join a home, uh, a company or, or launch a, a home-based business, believe it or not, you know, don't have any previous marketing experience. You know, I've recruited police officers, doctors, factory workers, you know, all sorts of people, all sorts of people, office workers. Tree, I think I've recruited a tree surgeon, truck drivers, you know. All, all these people who are brilliant at what they do and they're masters of their craft but don't necessarily understand marketing. And that's the thing with our business. People come into network marketing or whatever or direct sales but they don't really un understand it, you know. Um, and the only way really to get good at it is to do more and more and more of it. <laughs> yeah, so that's my 10 cents worth. So that is how... I believe using social media, you can close the gap, okay? And you can all do it because you're all gifted, you're all talented, you know, you're all awesome. Look, you're all giving up your time this evening to be here. It's warm outside, you know, a load of people will be sat, and there's nothing wrong, by the way. I'm going in my hot tub after this, yeah? But I've given up my time to be here tonight to come and give you this training. And you guys have given up your time this evening to come and get the training. That makes you special. Yeah, that makes you three percenters. <laughs> that makes you three percenters. So, um, as always, I really appreciate you guys giving up some time this evening to come and get some skills, some value, some knowledge, some understanding. Um, I hope that you've taken some notes this evening. I hope that what I've said um, has struck a chord with you. Don't just love the training, guys. Don't just love it. Do it. Implement it you know, implement it. So many people love training. This isn't Netflix, right? It's not Netflix. You can't just, I don't want you to just zone out and zombify for the half an hour. I want you to take it and do something with it. <laughs> this ain't Netflix, baby. All right. I want you to take something. I want you to take this training. I want you to do something with it. I want you to apply it. And then I want you to inbox me and I want you to say, David, thank you. I took what you said. I implemented it with me and my team and it worked. Is that okay? Right, okay. So I won't take up any more of your time because I know it's hot and I know you've probably all got things that you want to be doing this evening. Bank holiday Monday, you want to enjoy those last few hours of nice weather, supping on some wine, supping on a beer, whatever it is you're doing, chilling outside. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are. In fact, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Before I go, in the comments thread right now, I want you to put what you are going to do as soon as I press the finish button. I'm going to press the finish button in 15 seconds, but I want the comments thread to keep going and I want you to write in the comments thread what you are going to do the minute this Facebook Live comes to an end and then I can go back and have a look. So take care. Good night. God bless. I love you lots and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye now.